Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast, episode number 11. The Disrupt Now podcast, created by Natalie Viglione, entrepreneur and founder of Team Goo. It's designed to help people break down the walls around them, construct the ultimate vision of their lives, and provides the tools, tips, and techniques to disrupt their status quo. We shine a light on the good, the bad, and the ugly to help build the roadmap to your dreams. We talk with today's most effective disruptors in every area from art and design to technology and finance and even health and well-being. Our guests bring topics to light that help others to shake themselves free and can give them a whole new outlook on life. Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, Shira Adler. And our guest is going to touch on a lot of different disruption levels, so we're really excited about this one. Um, Shira is an entrepreneur, a writer, speaker, and a passionate advocate for CBD, and she's a certified past life regressionist, among many other things. Uh, She founded a company called T3C Synergy, which is a transformative mind-body-spirit-focused CBD product company and has been nicknamed the Pot Mom or the metaphysical Mrs. Fields of Healing. And wow, we have so many things to talk about. Shira, welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. It's such a joy and a pleasure. I kind of laugh when I hear the nicknames being given back to me and I'm thinking, really? I'm allowing that to be said in public? But (laughs) it's great. And I, I really am honored to have those nicknames. Oh, they're great nicknames. I mean, for so many reasons, they're amazing. Thank you. (laughs) And, you know, what I'm really, I'm, again, there's so many ways that we can can take this and so many things I want to ask you and we'll get to all of them. But, you know, what I'm really, really excited about specifically because I think it's just such a a problematic uh, topic due to the fact that majority of persons are just really not educated about CBD. So we'll definitely talk about that and, you know, your experience and bringing this into your life and how it can help so many things. Wow, it's going to be great. I mean, that alone is, is, is amazing because, you know, there just needs to be more education in general about it. I couldn't it. agree more. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Um, and in fact, you know, that's kind of the cool part. We met at the Women Grow event here, you know, in New York City, which is phenomenal. We're huge cannabis uh, proponents and we support the movement and the disruption in the space and how women are just really rocking it. So that's pretty damn cool, too. <laughs> it's a great place to meet. And it's a wonderful conversation starter to say that some of the most articulate, brightest, most passionate, yet grounded individuals I've met are in these, quote, fringe groups that are really not fringe at all. They're starting to represent more and more of the kind of people that are really out there, the informed consumer and the passionate advocate and educator and new companies that are popping up and parents like myself who created companies because of our personal experience. And we are actually really not the fringe anymore. Uh, I think that the tide is turning and I'm really happy to be a pioneer and at the forefront as an entrepreneur, as a parent advocate, as an educator, it's, it's an honor. 
Yes. Yeah. And, and that's a, and that's such a powerful movement, too, because, I mean, that's disruption in so many ways. And, you know, what I really liked since, you know, we got some information and we talked before is, you know, being out of the box. Um, we actually had a previous guest uh, named Coop Blackson and, you know, he had a whole <coughs> thing around what normal is and, you know, how we put labels around that and being your true self and being labeled as different. Uh, you know, that's just kind of a really interesting topic in and of itself. And, you know, that's something that you actually spoke to as well. Um, what has been your process in terms of being okay with being out of the box, especially, you know, from being an entrepreneur and just doing all the things that you're doing, um, how have you gone through this journey and, and what has been your process to be okay with it? Because, you know, sometimes it gets a little daunting and especially when other people make you feel a little like, what's wrong with you? You know, why don't you do X, Y, Z? Because we do, you know, that kind of feeling. For most people, I'd say their comfort zone is in whatever they were told their comfort zone is meant to be, meaning how you were raised, where you were raised, the philosophies, the ethics, the religion, whatever it is. There are different systems which inform how we show up in the world and how we feel. And that becomes the parameters for our, quote, comfort zone. But when life throws you something that is outside of what you've been taught or have familiarity or comfort with, all of a sudden you have no choice but to step outside the lines. And very early on, uh, both my children are really the catalyst for my, they're my best teachers. You know, the funny part is parents think that we're the parents, we're in charge, we're the authorities, we know best. It's actually the opposite. And I was forced really out of the box because I had these two kids who, like many, many, many people I know, found themselves walking a very interesting tightrope between, well, my, my kid is so typical, but they're really not. And I started early on defining what it is to be disabled because my kids don't have hardcore, quote unquote, you know, atypical or illnesses or diagnoses, but they have a plethora of things that a lot of people I know are struggling with. My kid doesn't quite fit in. My kid learns a little differently. My child is a little more unique. They're more creative. They're more tactile. They don't like sitting in a traditional classroom. They don't define themselves. They don't define themselves by gender, typically, whatever it is. I hear more and more of these comments. And the best thing we can do as a parent is to invite in the conversation of, okay, well, what does that mean and what should I do? And in answering those questions for myself, I was led down a path of having a completely different kind of business, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, becoming an advocate. I just left no stone unturned in what were the modalities, treatments, educational processes, even nutrition, whatever it was I could learn about that might help my child integrate on a quote, holistic level, I was gonna get into. And by holistic, I don't mean crunchy granola, earth, fringe, you know, really hardcore. I mean what I think most people really are, which is somewhat concerned and involved and interested in the mind-body-spirit connection and, and treating the whole child from how they think to how they feel to how they interact to using their bodies as filters for everything that's wrong in society and in our environment. And that's how I see this generation. Some people call them millennials. I call them indigos and crystal children. And they, they became my area of specialization. It's a metaphysical term for all the kids today. And I really mean almost all. 
Which is interesting. You know, <clears throat> through my own journey, and I, I think we talked about this a little bit when we first chatted, but if I would have known that I'm a light worker or a star seed or, you know, when I was younger, clearly being an indigo, if I would have known this and had my parents really been integrated and understanding it from even from your level as you are with your children, things could have been different. And I think the acceptance of who I am and who I was and the self-love could have started earlier. Exactly. And I think that what you said is so essential because regardless of the lessons uh, that we're trying to give our kids and ourselves, it really does come down to something as simple as self-love. And self-love is exemplified. It's represented in different ways. You know, how you feed yourself is, is an experience of self-love. How you think, um, you know, the opportunities you give yourself, how you can learn, what habits and interests you have, how you fulfill that. That's all part of self-love. So is self-respect an example of self-love? self-esteem, you know, and and the children, especially children, you know, well, I won't tell you my real age, but to me, everybody's practically a child. uh, (laughs) In so many ways. ways. But it's just about understanding how they're showing up, how social media is impacting them, how they're impacting each other. That's really where I see a breakdown in self-love. And uh, we should probably define what indigo, just in case someone listening an indigo child is... Yes, a, that would be good. Yeah, I realize we're talking about indigos and someone's going, what? Normal. <laughs> so it's normal to us. It is normal to us. So an indigo child is a term that refers to their life color, not an aura color. There's a great book out by Pamela Osley. Uh, it's spelled P-A-M-A-L-A-O-S-L-I-E. She wrote a book called Life Colors. And I suggest anybody go pick it up. It's just another lens of looking at people and how they are when they're in power and strong and great, and how, they're, how they act or behave when they're out of power, and it covers all the colors. So indigo is obviously a life color, and it is basically attributed to the entire millennial generation. The youngest indigos on the planet right now are about 13, 14. After that are crystal children, we'll talk about later. So indigos are the ones that kind of are the square pegs in round holes. Regardless of the diagnosis code, whether they're other health impaired, whether there's an illness, mental illness, oppositional defiance disorder, they're more prone to, according to the DSM-4, various kind of labels and codes and checkboxes, but really they transcend all of those. So yeah, they sometimes don't really sit still that well. All indigos have some form of ADHD, but not all ADHD kids are legitimately indigos. Again, depending on karma, cellular memory, you know, biochemistry, all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. to me, ADHD is really a, a total joke. It's just a behavior that comes up based on an environmental stress or how the child is feeling in that moment. Because yeah. um, we all know ADHD kids that can focus no problem if they're engaged and calm and zen and outside and whatever. So indigos are the ones that are here on the planet to break down old paradigms. And if we think about our world right now, politically, economically, in terms of every system and structure we have, they're all breaking down. And that's a good thing because it is time for humanity to evolve and move forward. So the indigos are like, yeah, you know, that whole thing about going to school, getting out, getting a job, getting married, in that order, in that way, that doesn't really work for me. So I'm gonna absolutely not do any of that. I'm not gonna have brand loyalty. Let's say you're in business and you're looking at them from that perspective. Um, if you're looking at the zeitgeist and the culture, you're looking at this entire generation that doesn't quite do things in any way that the older generations expect or know how to manage. 
and your disruptors. Indigos are the original disruptive generation. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. But the problem with indigos, if there's you know, a problem, is that they themselves become the filter for just how much is toxic in our relationships, in their environment, in their learning abilities, whatever it is. Even, you know, on one level, if you really want to go there, even the autism, uh, the really harder, quote, challenges that families face, we can look around and say these children are showing us whether it's the gluten, whether it's the intolerance, whether it's genetics, whether it's, you know, all, whatever are the factors, why is our special education system exploding with numbers of kids who don't learn in the same way, who can't really process education, information, stimulus the same way? What's going on here? And the answer yeah. is they are the filters. They are the embodiment of what needs to be broken down, what needs to change. And indigo see themselves as very expansive high spirits that are having trouble integrating on this earth plane dense planet of ours with all these toxins, whether it's thought, energy, words, food, education, whatever's going on, if it's too much, it overloads an indigo. And that's why we're also seeing an explosion in all of the self-medication and all the, you know, for teens right now, bullying, epidemic levels, heroin in schools, epidemic levels, and never mind the diseases themselves or the diagnosis codes, epidemic levels. So you have to take a step back and say, okay, these kids are showing us something, but they're showing us through a dysregulated or almost inability to handle just how crazy the world is. And yet, they're also the most engaged, compassionate, heart-centered, and expansive generation this planet has ever seen. And my, yes. my job's here to support indigos and crystals and to be the parent that has a foot in both worlds and said, you know what, they're great. They're awesome. They're difficult. They're in residential treatment centers. They are in, you know, diagnosis and labs and clinics and this and that. And guess what? They're supposed to be, and we better start doing things differently. Wow. I mean, that is really powerful. And Shira, this is what, you know, made me so drawn to you. And I mean, you're a healer in and of itself as well. And you have so amazing elements and properties around who you are as a person and, you know, I was I was doing a lot of I didn't even know, you know, from my perspective, um, I didn't even know I was an indigo child. I didn't know that, you know, because obviously I've become the indigo adult um, because there was, you know, a huge wave um, supposedly of, of indigos born like in the 70s. And I was actually born in 78. So it's kind of interesting because in the as you go into, you know, I'm, I'm almost I'm in my late 30s. And, you know, you think about how, and I think about how even this Disrupt Now concept came to me and when it came to me, how it came to me, and literally through dream. So it's kind of like... Amen. <laughs> yes. I know it well, babe. <laughs> yes, you do. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, thinking of children and those things happening and, you know, I was, I was very expressive and very sensitive and very you know all these things so the fact that you're helping people understand this you know and helping your your children through this process is think of I mean I think of how empowered I would be more even if possible 10 years ago or 20 you know when I was much younger to have a person like you pulling us through understanding helping people understand 
what this really means, not throwing them on Ritalin or whatever, you know, kind of prescription drug or medication to treat something that's not really a problem. Right. Well, and the interesting thing is it's exactly that. A problem is is only a word to describe a situation that we're uncomfortable with according to a certain set of parameters. So, you know, in my grandparents' generation, if my mom misbehaved in school, you know, there were that was a problem, but it was handled a certain way and it was only expressed a certain way. You know, in the generation now, the right, you were probably you were an early indigo because the wave really came in, most of them were like up to mid thirties right now. So you were one of the first few in. And ever since you were born, all the way through my son's age, who was 14, oh my gosh, seriously, wow. You know, everything you thought, every convention you had about life, thought process, healing, energy, learning, it, it kind of goes out the window. And mm-hmm. it's meant to. And so my words became not disabled, but disabled. You know, we're all differently abled, each one of us. Very important to remember that. And even looking at the medicine, even... The crazy thing is you're an advanced generation. Your vibrational frequency is off the charts. The older generations kind of go, oh, that's hyperactivity. Oh, that's an inability to do this. It's actually not a disability or a deficiency. It's an over ability to process and take in the energy of everything around you to be extra smart or extra creative or extra sensitive or extra psychic or whatever it is that each indigo possesses. It's a little bit of a harder road to get there into the integration. And holistic, by the way, again, to me does not mean being judgmental or excluding any aspect of what we have on this planet to work with. Because I think one of the things, people look at me in two ways. I'm looked at as either being way too out there and wooey-woo-woo and metaphysical and you know all that, and people can't relate. Or they look at me like, oh, you're not earth, you know, crunchy granola enough. It's, it's kind of funny, I'm one of the two. But really, I'm just like every other parent. What would you not do to try to understand and better support your kid, your peer, your sister, your brother? You know what I'm saying? It's I'm yeah. not any different. I to to walk, you know, see me walking down the street in the grocery store. Am I going to look or stand out? Maybe that I wear crystals a little bit. Sure, okay. But other than that, you wouldn't know and you couldn't differentiate. And that's an important distinction because we have to stop labeling and judging and compartmentalizing. It's important that we understand that if our third dimensional body, the part of us that's living, walking, stepping, doing, being, is struggling, there's third dimensional medicine for that. Sometimes we incarnate with a karmic life script that says have a little bit of a funky biochemistry on this planet at this time in this way because you're supposed to model what it can look like to heal through that maybe with more expansive models, which is what my company is. You know, T3 stands for Transformative Therapeutic Technologies because we're over-medicated and underserved. Does that mean that I think that all medicine is bad? No, because your soul's agreement could be to have shown up with a biochemistry issue so that you can work that out and represent something and help be a pioneer for the change. That's why I love CBD and medical cannabis for things, but I'm also not into kids self-medicating with pot or worse only because they're not regulating themselves. They're not loving themselves to know what's healthy, what's in balance, what's appropriate at any given time. And so it works both ways. I'm all about nature and herbs and plants and medicine and all that. And I'm also about if it takes the edge off and a child needs it, then give them a little medication for a time being to get them in a space to do the deeper work. We're not right. We don't need to judge any one thing or throw out 
any one thing, but nor should we ostracize someone else for the choices that they feel they need to make as a parent. Right, right. <clears throat> but, you know, I think that it's the really important aspect that you're really hitting on and really, I think, is the most empowering component of, you know, the parenting process. But not just that. It's even, you know, in, in everyday relationships, you know, we see people all the time that are treating emotions with, well, I don't really want to feel this, so I'm just going to take, you know, um, an antidepressant or and again, not to say that all drugs are bad, you know, from a, a prescription drug medication perspective, right. but it's like, let's not treat feelings or, right. Um, right. you know, things like that with that kind of stuff, because you're not digging into the, the, you know, getting to the, maybe that's the point you're really going to get into the who you are and the why. The right. deep whys, absolutely. The deep whys are essential, and exactly, I totally agree. So I said, we are, we have never been at any other time in our history on this planet more over-medicated yet underserved. We created yeah. the biggest problem we have medically in this country right now is opiate addiction. It's one of them, and opiate addiction was created by our medical establishment. I know I'm going to make some people really mad by saying that, but it's true. When we oh. started prescribing all of this medication for for things and treating our professional athletes, let's say for the head injuries yes. and all that, we gave them opiates over and over and over. And now we have an aging baby boomer population addicted to morphine pumps, and we have athletes whose lives are just a hot mess because now they have addiction issues. The strongest growing medications coming out on the market are actually deterrents and actually abuse uh, support. It's just crazy. We created that problem. And now we're right. saying, do the same thing with your emotional level. Don't feel your feelings. Don't be in touch with what's wrong or how uncomfortable it is. Because when you face what makes you uncomfortable, you're having the greatest opportunity for growth. There is no yes. greater catalyst for growth, none, than pain, suffering, and challenge. And, yes. you know, it sucks. Do we wish it on a physical human level? I mean, of course we don't want that. But on a soul level, yeah, we know it's essential. It's why yes. we're here. So, sorry, babe, you got to take it. All sides of it. <laughs> From all the angles. Absolutely. And, you know, you bring up a really good point about, you know, <clears throat> the opiate addiction and that that problem we actually met at the women grow where um you know they brought in that pro athlete nfl player that now has brought the cannabinoids uh, the cbd sports drink into the world and you know because of all of the issues and he's seeing so many not only himself but his friends go down that path you just described right which is um they're not healthy they're having so many issues they can't they just can't you know, they're, they're not surviving in a healthy way because of what, you know, quote unquote, we, you know, the, the bodies that we're injecting and, you know, whatever, poking and prodding and adding this stuff to their lives for so long. Um, yes. And it's a problem. It's a big it's a problem. problem. That's actually exact. I knew you would pick up on that. As soon as I started <laughs> talking, I saw a picture of us at that lecture. And listen, yeah. and when he told me that gentleman that in 2020, the next collective bargaining agreement for the NFL was going to change the language and encourage medical cannabis treatment for these athletes with the head traumas and as they're retiring and all that. 
and for sports injury. Um, it's recognizing something that our government and Big Pharma does not yet want us to know. And this is where I go, really? My soapbox just went up like three boxes. On this <laughs> I one. love your soapbox. I Let's love go. My, my soapbox is way up now. So <laughs> why in the world would we not allow and have access to the one natural substance that is at its core, CBD, which stands for cannabidiol. It's one of 111 or so cannabinoids in both the hemp and cannabis plants. Now, my company actually only works with hemp for right now because it's uh, you know legal despite what the DEA is trying to do and all that nonsense. At its core, it uh, has no THC. It's, non, it's actually antipsychotic and it's non-psychoactive. It's only the THC, one of the cannabinoids, that is actually psychoactive. But CBD, the big one, the big boy, the honcho, and the reason medical cannabis movement exists, is because our bodies are wired with an endocannabinoid receptor system and the CBD is the anti-inflammatory agent. But more than anti-inflammatory, it has tremendous benefits, has been already proven in more than 60 clinical studies in major institutions to show as having benefits for everything from IBS, Crohn's, colitis, MS, fibromyalgia, cancer, Alzheimer's and dementia, every mental health disorder from anxiety, depression, PTSD, schizophrenia, bipolar, like you name it. Oh There's God. probably already a study to show that CBD is doing some pretty crazy stuff to help people. And get this, zero side effects and no contraindications which means no matter who you are, no matter what your background, belief system, or what is already in your body or brain, it's not going to hurt you. It can right. only help you, and you can't overdose. So really, is there any question that this is what we should be pushing as the single most important natural plant-based ingredient on the planet? I don't right. think so. Right. And again, you that it's plant, plant, plant-based, plant. There's, and it's, you know, it's not toxic. You do not hallucinate. You do not get the effects that you do off of THC. So, right. I mean, you're right. I don't, it's just, it's crazy to me that we have these things. And by the way, there's studies coming out all the time. There's another, we talked with another company that's um, coming out with CBD uh, uh, products for pets mm -hmm. too, to help calming. In fact, it's right here. It's from therapists. It's calm and quiet. Um, and, or, you know, they have soothing and, uh, I mean, if it can even help pets. Oh, you want to know, here's something funny. Okay. So we have a bunch of products. We have synergy sprays. I'm actually the only company that has aromatherapy. Talk about mind, body, spirit, right? Plant-based essential oils mixed with CBD. Okay, so I have my line of that. I have a spray called Smile specifically for these dysregulated and out of the box kids and families. Uh, those that have the labels of everything from autism to just dysregulated to whatever. Um, but we also have the capsules, tinctures, and, and a really amazing body butter, which is like good for the topical use. And mm -hmm. I take one form, let's say we have the capsules and tinctures sitting in my kitchen and any kid or person, you know, all my family and even our pets, we take the same product. So for example, our 10 milligram capsules, okay? Mm -hmm. I take it for, okay, because even though I sound young, I'm actually not as young. And I'm in that <laughs> early perimenopause stress, I get headaches or I used to, all this stuff. Same pill for me. My daughter, no more Western meds for any of her issues. 
My partner helps with like blood sugar issues and you know, whatever it is, we each have our own different response in our very different physical bodies to this, but we're taking the same product. And my dog, my puppy had seizures. We have two rescue dogs. I gave him the same product for two weeks, couple pills a day, no seizures. It's my pet. My pet has chilled out. And believe me, that pet needed to chill out. God bless him. But wow, he's, yeah. he's a hyper one. Because um, <laughs> I needed that. I needed a hyper rescue dog on top of my other dog, my parent, my kids, my life. Because that's, that's exactly what would have been helpful to me. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but the point is, like, it is the same product. We use them with our pets. We use the aromatherapy. We use the capsules. You know, it's, it's a whole family thing in any species. <laughs> So yeah, and that's okay. So let's get back to your products and your company. You know, that's so you and you mentioned something. You know that we had that you had put down before in regard to necessity is the motherhood of invention. Oh yes. <laughs> and I love that. Oh yes. Well, you know when you're searching and you're jumping down that rabbit hole to look for solutions and support for your child or for yourself in whatever is going on. Sometimes I, I kept finding that I was running into this isn't working or this is I don't want to stay on a medication for my child for too long and this isn't helping them and there's a side effect and you know that's not the right school and I was looking for something to support the rest of my work in the world which is you know to be a healer to be clergy and all of that what can you take home what can you use that isn't going to have a problem with anything else that's already there in your life or your body and it was pretty simple. It came up to aromatherapy first. Before I knew about CBD, I had this line. Because it was mm -hmm. a real gentle way of um, just taking a deep breath for a moment. You know, you spray, you breathe. And each combination of these oils would really immediately help create a transformative effect on the user, whatever that looked like. And each spray has its own name and kind of hits a different chakra and does a different thing. And it was easy, gentle, effortless, you know, there, keep it by the front door, keep it in the bathroom, brush your teeth, use a spray, you know, you're done. And right. then we got into CBD because for obvious reasons, actually, um, you know, I lost both of my parents really too young. Uh, my father today is his, would have been his 76th birthday and he died several months ago from an autoimmune issue and some illnesses and physical form that I, I'm heartbroken to say I really think we could have avoided that, you know, and my mother died at 68, three years ago, three and a half years now, from cancer. She had three incidents, two different kinds of cancer. And, you know, what I know now and what I had to watch my parents go through and to be you know, 48 and not have either parent on the planet, it, it's really hard to watch yeah. my children have gone through, my own children, not just my clients and my patients, but you know, to go through really difficult traumas and heartbreaking things and have to be hospitalized and just, I, I practice what I preach because I made it first to help myself and my own kids and yeah. I needed to make something different and now I'm really, really thrilled to be a brand ambassador for that out of the box kind of crazy mom. I was even on Bravo because of it. We were the first, I was the debut mom on the first episode of Extreme Guide to Parenting. And people still walk up to me and say, aren't you that weird mom with the sprays? And didn't <laughs> I? Yeah, and I'm on HuffPost and, you know, I do a lot of different things. So people go, you're the one who talks about all that weird stuff. And, you know, in the last couple of years, that quote, weird stuff is not considered quite as weird. 
People are more no. open. They're searching for things to help themselves, and especially if it's natural, especially if it's just something that can be a, a compliment. You know, you have to start planting a seed, but who knows where that seed is going to grow into? Yes. Yes. That's, that's, oh, that's, you know, and that's, you're so right. Um, and, you know, to, to go through these traumas and to, to know that now the things that you've been supporting and educating and, and, you know, the quote unquote, the weird mom, that's just crazy. But, you know, it's true. We've gone through an evolution and we're going through this consciousness shift and people are really picking up on that, whether they know it or not. Um, you know, that's why Disrupt Now and this podcast and the program, whatever exists. So it there is something now to where, you know, people like you, people like me, people that support this differentiation and how we do things and even how we treat ourselves, whether it's with CBD or, you know, with medical marijuana, um, that is, that is change and that is disruption. And that is awesome because, you know, it's time that we really understand this and really get into the same headspace. It is time. And I'm, I'm really honored. It is kind of funny. I fight with my own, you know, upbringing as well, because there's a part of me that, you know, I had an ex-husband who was a little bit too much of a pothead, if you know what I mean. And I was not into it at all. And I was not an advocate of it, not in that form, because that was again, just an adult version of not being in touch with what life was meant to be about when you numb out I'm not saying use it for rec reason or anything. I just mean when you're overusing because you're not yeah. coping, because you don't want to face something. We could, that's not healthy on any substance. But, you know, we've been told for too long that cannabis is a problem. Cannabis is illegal. Cannabis is, you know, hardcore schedule one like heroin or I mean, come on, it's not crack. It's from a plant. <laughs> You know, is it super great to use a lot of it? No. Do I use? No, not really. I'm just, it's not my thing. But the point is, I understand the differences. And I look at what our, quote, educated society has been told for so long. And we've been led down the wrong path. We really have. And it's time for everything to be shaken up. Everything needs to be disrupted. We have to start over. We have to get this right. Because not only our children, but our very planet is dependent on us making smarter choices for ourselves and for our environment and for getting back in touch with the fact that we are all in this together. There's a synergy that has to be maintained to thrive. And we're not thriving. Like, get real. We are not thriving. So I intend to do whatever I can to help facilitate that change or at least have this conversation. Yes, exactly. Same here. I'm with you. And, you know, there's a lot of people with us and that's the good, that's the good news. And if anything, you know, it's, it's shifting this health consciousness level wrapped around all of that, because I totally agree, you know, um, utilizing anything in abundance without, you know, um, totally killing it and going overboard that's it's it's everything in moderation and it's but it's the health part yeah it's the health part i totally agree it's actually why i renamed my aromatherapy line beyond the spectrum because to me we are all on or beyond the spectrum and we have to understand that and that's why i'm also uh, writing a book called beyond the spectrum because i really need to get all of this information written down finally i've been working on this for like two and a half years but i'm hoping to finish it this summer because it i'm it's just time. I've got to get that info out and we need to keep talking and keep sharing our stories and fighting stigma and being open and honest with each other. Because in that transparency comes the most beautiful of opportunities to really create transformative change. 
we are super excited about your book and please keep us updated on that because we will fully fully get behind you in that because it's that's you're exactly right um now before you know we we leave the podcast i i do want to touch on something else because i mean again your background and everything you've been doing from a healing perspective etc is so intriguing and so empowering I really wanted to talk about too, just a little bit about, you know, you've, you've really, really gone, you know, the no status quo, which is our little tagline. Um, You've shared in that for so long, um, being a past life regressionist too. Um, Yes. Tell us a little more. Tell me more about, you know, kind of where that came from, why you decided to do that and kind of how that really fulfills a lot of different levels in your work even even now with um uh you know your your cbd products absolutely the journey to becoming a certified past life regressionist it was an unusual one and maybe it's an unusual career by some standards anyway uh, i always recommend people check out the book many lives many masters to understand it's by dr brian weiss it gives you a little bit of a background it's a wonderful book um my journey as a healer came out of my work as clergy, which I've been for many, many, many years. And when my daughter was about five and a half years old, she said to me one night, Mama, I chose you. I've been watching you since you were a little girl, and I wanted to come back because you were my mother before and I was yours. And yeah, I it gives me chills. I know. <laughs> and I looked at her. I was like, uh, what did you just say? And I knew intuitively, do not shut her down and don't let her stop talking. Just let hear what she says. But I knew in my also my other part of my brain, the conscious, rational, kind of well-educated, whatever brain said, uh, she did not get that on Sesame Street. Where did that statement come from? (laughs) She did not. (laughs) And I thought, hmm. But the way she spoke it and her age said that was truth. She said something truthful from a knowing that is beyond where we are. And even though I hadn't yet studied that, I've studied comparative religion, I've been, you know, I do spiritual care. Sure, I got all that. But I didn't have that piece. I didn't know what she meant, except in theoretics. So I asked her to explain it. And she started talking about her little brother and how they used to play. And the way she said it sounded like they were the same age. And I said, no, no, sweetie. Here I am, the mother, thinking I'm educating her. I said, honey, (laughs) you are two years older than your brother. You're born first. And she looked at me like I'm the stupidest creature on the planet (laughs) and said, you know, hand on the hip, the whole thing. No, mama, it's like this. (laughs) I'll never forget it because she was so clear. She said, you go to the library. She goes, up there. You take the book from the library, you come down, you finish your book, you close it, you go back to the library and you get a new one. And I went, uh, I think she described the Akashic records in five-year-old form. And she's not an indigo, she's just a spiritually sensitive kid, which again, most of them are. So I looked at her, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, And she had told me about the lifetime, one of them we had shared, and I started I basically took her to a couple of healers, um, a dear friend of mine, Sarah Rubin, and my mentor and the woman who became my teacher, uh, Cindy Bloom, and I said to them, what's going on here? And my friend Sarah said, you do realize that your children are like this because their job is to awaken you to remember that you're the healer. And I thought, "Uh, well, I'm clergy, I, I get that part. And she said, no, no, a healer. And I was like, 
I don't like that term because I also think that gives a title to me that I'm, I'm a good facilitator. I am a spiritual tour guide. I like that better because I think <laughs> that within each of us is the same innate abilities, is the same connection to the divine, is the same intuitive knowing, is the same ability to self-heal and regulate. We just sometimes have certain skill sets that make us a little better at something or another. Personally, I have a throat chakra with no off switch. So <laughs> hypnotizing people or singing to them or teaching or writing a story or a blog is all part of that. And that's great. That's all fine. But that's what started me on this path. And then eventually I became a certified regressionist myself and I've done you know, other training. And I mixed in everything that I already was and all the modalities that I know. And from that came the product line because I was looking to enhance people's lives on a daily basis without having to be there to do a session. Because you can't just run to your acupuncturist and your therapist or your psychic or your whatever. You need stuff at home to reinforce your own innate beautiful abilities right wow that's that's so amazing and you know what I, I I really really tuned into that when we were you know chatting previously because I really believe in you know the the past life experiences dictating some of which you know we have we how we act and what we do and all the things that we kind of tune into into lives so that's unbelievable, and I think it's it's amazing. And it's and that- really helpful now to explain to people, because when I explain what the work is, past life regression is pretty simple in, in a way. We are only here on this planet for three things. The only reason we incarnate is to love, to be loved, and to learn life lessons. And remember earlier I said the greatest catalyst for growth, and the only way to really learn those life lessons is through challenge, pain, and suffering on some level. I'd love to say otherwise that it could always be by just being happy and complacent and even and balanced, but really show me one human being who actually is 100% any of those things. (laughs) I'm surely not. Yeah, I'm surely not. And honestly, life would not be what it was meant to be if it were. Right. So that's why it's all good. But to me, past life regression is looking at your cellular memory. It's the pieces of information that were stored from every thought, feeling and experience and not just this incarnation not this time around the sun and and this time around the you know in our lifetimes it's every lifetime it's every rotation of every experience it's all in there and that's totally cool unless it was negatively stored or overly negatively stored yeah my job is to go be like the spiritual roto-rooter so that you can step into what it is that you were meant to learn, experience, feel, but do so with gentleness and grace and love and awareness. It answers the deep whys. That's what past life regression does. It answers the deep whys in a way that nothing else does. Oh, yes, that's amazing. Because it's like hitting those little points in your existence and you're like, wow, why do I feel that way? And if you just keep scooting over it, you know, shooting over it, not really paying attention to it, I mean, you just, you miss out on that opportunity to really dig deep and understand where it comes from. So I think that work is so important. So, uh, you know, that is, that's truly healing. You got to come and have a session with me, girl. You know what? Done. Let's do it. Let's do it. it. I'm not kidding. I was just thinking that while we were talking, I was like, wow, I need to do that really soon. You know, it's just so crazy. Every time I do one and I am very mindful about who I select as client, literally it has to be the right fit. You should be super comfortable. I don't care what the 
you know, practices. When you reach out to someone to help you on a deeper metaphysical level, make sure they're really well vetted and that you really feel the click with them and then my yeah. joke is that's because we've known each other in a past life like anyone you really meet anyone you meant to work with or bump into or that shakes up your life or enhances it or even abuses it because don't forget on a soul level we're all perfect and when souls come in somebody's got to play the bad guy right and they have to love you enough as a soul to do that you know it kind of shifts the way you think and it lets go of that whole thing about being judgmental how can you have judgment when you maybe in this lifetime were the abused, but maybe in a past life you were the abuser? Maybe it's karmic balance or maybe it's I volunteered to be the person to help do something to you that was so bad, but because your life lesson was about forgiveness, I had to give you something to forgive. Wow. Right? That is powerful. And, you know, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I... I've had a very distant relationship with my father and, you know, he has, wow, talk about difficult and, mm -hmm. you know, going through this up and down, like not talking for, you know, seven, eight years, whatever it is now. I, but I just kind of moved into this weird place of like, you know, instead of being so angry, what if I moved into the, the compassionate healer mode? Because maybe I, you know, it was like this yeah. weird click and anyway, what you're saying is it just is really it hits my soul on very many levels because it's really hard to think about those things because when you're hitting these really challenging people and points in your life, you, you know, it's so easy to be like, ah, yeah, it's well, it's raw and it's visceral and it affects you. And but that's the point, you know, and by the way, when you said that, I totally got chills because, you know, I love my father so much, but we have a much better relationship now that he's on spirit side than we did when he was alive in physical form. Mm. He had a lot of stuff going on and we had a really weird and very often disappointing and frustrating and sad relationship. And even though I wished it wasn't. It kind of was, to be honest, there were some real, a couple of big zingers in there. And that's, again, part of the reason I was such a natural fit for the work I fell into, because I needed to understand what is it like to transcend the human emotion, to notice the emotion and the feelings, but to say, but I'm not my feelings, nor do I have to be limited by them. Right. And what does that look like? And where is this really coming from? Where is it really coming from? Why would that show up in this lifetime? What am I meant to move through? Because nothing makes you move than discomfort. You know, if you don't like where you are, most of us do not sit in victim status. Now, some people do, and that's part of their life lesson. They are actually meant to work through what it, may, what it is to feel constantly like a victim. My response to this is that no matter what you've been through, things happen to you or they happen for you. Change that one word and consider the opportunity for growth and real self-reflection and absolutely and where can that take you how cool would that be if you were actually meant to move through something with grace rise above it become this hugely expansive well-balanced loving self-loving fulfilling person that would be fantastic yes yeah and you know I, and I've often said you know it's kind of and I feel like it's some people really, and you're right, it is looking at it like there are different life lessons for everyone and not judging those. But it's always those interesting moments that, you know, and in going through something with you could be so empowering to these people that have sat in their ignorance almost for so long, but don't want to and complain about it all the time, really want to move through it, but they just don't ever make that first step. I mean, 
those are like the perfect people to disrupt because they're ready. It's just they don't really know how. And sometimes disruption happens in the way I look at it as a soft whisper from the universe, just a little breeze, just a little inkling of something that you start to feel, sense, look at, notice. And then if you don't pay attention to those things, the second time the universe gives you this like, hey, I want you to look at this, it gives you a little bit more of a shove. And the third time, you're gonna get knocked upside your head. So pay attention, wake up, ask some questions and don't be afraid of looking at the answers. Step outside of that box, because the water's fine, come on in. <laughs> Jump on in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, again, this conversation I just I adore it and this is just you know you're you speak all the truths that I believe and I would love to help people understand you know what what what's what are you disrupting right now um what's your next you know with the book what else do you have happening right now because we're going to make sure you know in all of the write-ups and promotions and everything that people can connect with you to your social channels and everything oh that's um, so sweet of you we appreciate it because this is about yeah, building a tribe this is a new tribe on the planet and i am honored to be one of those that people feel comfortable talking to and and saying we want to stand behind i'm not afraid to be out in front and to be pushing down some of those barriers whether it's the trust me the school system around here they know me well I'm the mom that walks in with articles from New York Times or the book about indigo children or past lives and goes have you read this do you know what I mean <laughs> and they're like uh, um okay sure uncomfortable I'm, I'm, I'm that mom on the train that's noticing when a three-year-old is saying or four-year-old saying to his mom mama mama that's where I fell out and died you know as they point to a track and they're driving through on a metro north train and the mom's like that's nice dear I'm the person who goes excuse me I just want you to know that your child is recalling a past life memory. That's really cool. You should ask him. And you know what I do when I work with children? I say, who were you when you were big? Oh, wow. It's a great question. And I love the answers that I get. So as for the work I'm going to do, obviously, I'll continue to just be out there. I'm going to be writing more. Um, I have to start doing some more articles for HuffPost. I write for Feller a little bit. Just really working on, our company is actually in soft launch. We'll be really officially getting out there. But you can always find me on Facebook or my website. My website is shiraadler.com, S-H-I-R-A-A-D-L-E-R.com. The company name is T3CSynergy.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, I'm the one Shira Adler, basically on everything from Facebook, Twitter. I think Twitter is the one Shira because, you know, that was back in the day when the names were counted as part of your 140 characters. So oh, yeah. <laughs> now it's not. But so I'm either at the one Shira or the one Shira Adler or at T3C Synergy. So find me, awesome. email me, reach out, you know, come have a session or pick up the book when it's out and let's just stay in touch. Let's build this tribe. Let's continue this conversation. Disruption tribe. I love it. It's powerful and it's, it's inspirational. <laughs> I like shaking things up. I'm doing it now with my own son who unfortunately is doing that little earth plane, third dimensional hot mess thing again. And you know, this happens. And he's in treatment right now. He is in residential treatment as of a week ago. And it's, it's really heartbreaking. But then I kind of move through that. And I get it. And I know why we're doing this. And I know what it's representing. And I'm having these conversations with psychiatrists all the time and with 
different institutions, whether it's the special education system or the superintendent or a treatment center saying, why don't you prescribe cannabinoids? Why aren't you allowing my child in treatment to have CBD from hemp? Like, really? I'm not even asking for medical cannabis for them because it's the CBD that I care about, not which plant it comes from for right now. And it's just a really interesting conversation. And I'm raising advocates. My daughter is an advocate and pretty well educated. And my she spoke, I love this conversation. She told her now former psychiatrist when she was just finishing, she was still on a little bit of a med for whatever, it was anxiety, whatever it was. And she said, you know, I don't really have many troubles, but I'm a typical teenager in that sometimes I have a lot of social anxiety or I get overwhelmed. And she goes, I'll be honest, I'd rather smoke a little pot to make sure that I can keep that in check. And I would rather do that than take a medication that's going to have a side effect that's going to not really be for my highest and best good. So why don't you prescribe it? And he said, well, I, I don't know. We just we really don't do that with, with teenagers yet, with kids. And she said, well, you should because it can't hurt me, and I understand the difference. And she said, and I promise you that I'm still going to do that once in a great while if I need to. And, and he said, well, if that's the case, then I can't have you on medication because, duh, the medication could have a problem because you do that. <laughs> and she said, well, then I'm going to do this if I need it, and I don't need your medications anymore. Wow. That's powerful. And I just sat there and listened to this conversation and I was like, oh my gosh, I did something really well to have a kid (laughs) know how to stand up and be their own best advocate. Yes. And that's what's needed. And, you know, she can be a powerful advocate for other, there's so many other children, so many other people, adults even, that feel the same freaking way. So it's okay. Let's talk about it. Let's just get it out. And the funny part is, I told her, I said, well, okay, that's all fabulous, but here's the CBD. And that's why I made it. I said, honey, you can't really have THC. You're a minor. I can't give that to you. You don't have a prescription for it. So we're going to do it this way. Right. She totally gets that and it's fine. But I appreciated her conversation. I don't want people to think that I'm advocating giving pot to your minors. That's not a good idea. And for different reasons. But it's just you don't need to do that. You can answer their cry for help. You can give them something right now in this moment that is not going to hurt them. That will only help set them up for calming themselves down, for knowing what they need, for empowering them to use natural tools and wellness. That's what I'm about. That's what my family's about. My partner and fiance are, you know, this is what we do. Right. This is who we are. Right. And again, CBD. It's, we need, you know, the, just the educational piece around that is so imperative. So thank you for being, you know, a disruptor and to help people understand more about that as well as so many other things. Um, you're amazing and you're you're just a beautiful beautiful woman and soul and I'm thankful to have met you so and thank you for being on the disrupt now podcast too <laughs> I am so honored we could do this all day every day but so like yeah so I'm, I'm down to that <laughs> I will send you fabulous people who are change makers and disruptors and really you know from millennials on up and down there's some amazing people and we are going to share our stories we are going to stay connected we are going to change the world because the world has already changed Exactly. Thank you, Shira. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest and thank you to the Disrupt Now podcast community. To connect with today's guest and every other guest that we have on our show, there are two places that we keep not only all of the episodes, but the information and bio of each of our amazing guests and their contact information. 
the disruptnowprogram.com site has all of the podcast link as well as teamgoo.com forward slash episodes. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you again on the Disrupt Now podcast.